0: This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hello,
1: hello, and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review All that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who definitely had a food coma over Thanksgiving. That sounds amazing. I'm Vervada, the girl who did late Thanksgiving today
2: because my mom came to visit. She's currently keeping my spawn occupied. And we just got back from watching the tree lighting ceremony in the park in our town that we live in, city. Oh, fun! It's cool. It was very cold. It was like 40 degrees. Oh, yeah. But it was cool. And we got, well, I didn't get to see, but my husband walked to the river to see the little Christmas
1: boat parade. It was really cute and he went down 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 by the river
2: (laughs) yes the song that my kid keeps randomly singing and i'm like i didn't realize i listened to it that much and i guess i do because she's singing it now
1: (laughs) it's so cute uh send me a video if she ever says doom and (laughs) yes I need to be like hell,
2: hell, hell has its wars. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, that's adorable. And now I need to see that. <laughs> I guess I'll just start listening to Raphael's final act all the time and see if I can get her to do it. Yes. Oh, okay. If you are new here, welcome to the beautiful chaos. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of fucking.
2: Or from the deep emotional connections built between two or more characters using specific in-game dialogue and stuff, and that's like in our normal episodes, but we're actually not doing a normal episode today. We do obviously have spoilers in all of our episodes, so you are warned.
3: So here's your fucking spoiler alert.
1: And I think that we do... Today, in this episode, we cover, obviously, Dragon Age Inquisition, and then we tangent a lot into Baldur's Gate 3. Because, exactly, <laughs> we spoke with Ben Sabin. Amazing, amazing Ben, who was here on the show, jeez, I think it was like over a year ag- well over a year ago. Yeah, I think it was in 2021
2: when we talked to him the first time. Uh, Ben's amazing and as you listeners know we usually like to have if we can get someone at the end of a character episode to do like a little hey why'd you romance him what are your thoughts like if we've got someone we know that is obsessed with them and that was that's what I told Ben like one thing I distinctly remembered from our talk like all those months and months over a year ago was his immense love for Dorian
1: mm-hmm yeah Uh, So, of course, when we got to Dorian in the schedule, we were like, we need to have Ben back. So we sat down. Uh, It was very early in the morning for us here, West Coasters, but it was a perfect time for Ben. And he talked with us uh, for so long about so many different types of romances and video games that we decided to release it as a separate episode instead of after our Dorian chat. Now, of course, we have not actually had our Dorian chat yet. He will be who our uh, subject of focus next week. But we wanted to get Ben's interview out, and it just aligned in the schedule perfectly for this week. So please enjoy our... Our conversation with Ben Sabin. Oh. Long time no see.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. How have you both been? Oh,
1: it's so been crazy. It's but crazy in some chaotic ways and then crazy in some really good, awesome ways.
3: We good. just Sounds. did
1: our second panel at a gaming convention.
3: Oh nice. How'd yeah. that go?
1: It was good, really. despite me being nervous. (laughs) I hate talking in front of people
2: live.
3: Um, What was the panel on? I assume, like, to do with romance and stuff in games? Yeah,
2: last year was our first one, and we did, like, the history of video game romance, and this year we did common tropes used in video game romance, and, like, ones that, like, where they can go bad, mostly how they're great, and then we, we the last bit we would do like which ones i want to see more of in games yeah and it was fun as soon as i release the video we can share it if you wanted
3: yeah please do yeah i've got um i'm gonna talk at goldsmiths university for on the subject of sex in games and i think the subject i'm gonna do is just like how games need to grow up and not be like not fade to black oh yeah like you know and and luckily, you know, with Baldur's Gate coming out, that is a great example of games that do just that for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um and like how you can do it well. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing in November.
1: Oh fun. I definitely want the link to that when it comes out.
3: <laughs> I don't know I don't know if it's being recorded. It's just like uh they they, they do like these talk nights in their library. Nice. Um I, I I asked the guys who like, asked me to do it I was like okay how explicit can I be like the slides etc and they're like oh yeah the, the library might want you to share the most explicit ones just so they can okay it And but they were like if they say no or like if they say you have to censor it don't put like a black bar just put like the goldsmith's uni logo like across whatever it is you're censoring to make a point I was like that's such an academic's answer like, <laughs> just that's constantly at really <laughs> it is it is I, I mean I'll definitely do it because that's just funny But um, yeah,
2: reminds me of the Barbie movie where she like curses and they put the Mattel logo over her mouth. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. Oh god, (laughs) that film was good. (laughs) I forgot about that bit. Yeah, that's so good. I
2: watched this YouTube channel called Cinema Therapy, and they just did an episode on the Barbie movie, so it was fresh in my mind. But that channel is amazing. Anyway, we should talk about Dorian because I know. I don't know how long you have. We don't want to take up too much of your precious, precious time.
3: So good. All
1: right. Well, I mean, I guess we can kind of like, because I've been recording ever since, well, ever since I came into the room. So we've got all of that stuff. And I guess we can officially start it here uh, with, welcome back, Ben. Ben. Yay! Hello.
3: (laughs) Uh,
1: We previously had you on for an interview talking about how you work in the romance industry in video games. And Mm -hmm. we had a pretty good conversation about Dorian in that interview. But the interview was almost like a year and a half ago at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But we are finally at Dragon Age Inquisition and... While at the time of recording this interview, we haven't actually recorded our Dorian uh, a- episode yet. He's coming up mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, but this time frame just ended up working out for
3: us. Sweet.
2: Yeah, oh. I immediately because we like to have guests and uh, for character episodes. And when Dorian is popping around, I was like, "No, we need to ask Ben because <laughs> your love for Dorian." is like the main thing that I remember without re-listening to our episode. I'm like, nope, bi-activism and Dorian love. That is the two <laughs> things I remember most.
3: <laughs> it's definitely a thing, like when people get to know me, they'll just send me like comics or something. Like one, one co-worker I used to work with, she sent me like a Dorian body pillow. <laughs> like, oh. You can buy on Etsy. And I was like, you know what? I'm not there, <laughs> but I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Are you oh. there now?
3: uh no, I don't think I'm ever Not in the yet. body pillow place, I, just personally.
2: Yeah, because Bioware keeps releasing more of their like sexy body pillow covers. Have you seen those? Like uh, they no, just released a Rex one from <gasps> Mass Effect.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: damn.
2: And I don't actually know. Have they done any Dragon Age characters for that? Because they have a I lot mean, of Mass Effect ones. I have the Garrus one, like which they're, I
3: they're gonna have to. Like, yeah. Solus has to just because the sheer insane fan base that he for some reason has yes i
2: know i'm one of them unfortunately yeah. i don't think
3: ever I... I talk to anyone who's like a solo stan oh, like they're always somewhat ashamed of it <laughs> it's like, it's like, i am one of those people i'm sorry <laughs> like,
2: i feel like it speaks <laughs> to the bad parts of me like why would i like him there's so many things pointing like the red flags and i'm just like nope ignore he is them just
3: one giant walking red flag and <laughs> and that just is People's thing, apparently.
2: Apparently, in the I guess if they made a body pill, that's like the closest we would ever get to getting a hug or any kind of physical yeah. intimacy from yeah. him. Does he go anyway. sleep with you? No, he does not. Yeah, oh. you, you can kiss him, and that is it.
3: Oh, wow!
2: Breaks up with you uh whenever so I, I think maybe
3: it was like that which you cannot have. You yeah. know, that that's it. You're just you're drawn to that, like I am a
2: Starcross lovers fan, so I think that's what does it for me personally.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Oh,
1: I mean I'm also wondering what do. my what my iron bowl pillow would look like.
3: I know so that one. to come in different sizes, right? Like yeah. the Solus one has to be this teeny tiny scrawny pillow that's bed. like you know, it's it's more like uh it's, like it's more like a draft excluder you'd put at the base of a door. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Iron Bull like has Sarah. to be like
3: a a, a double, uh, a queen-size bed, essentially. <laughs> a king-size pillow. Yeah, the, the king. California yeah, yeah. king. Yeah. But,
2: <laughs> I know you don't like Sarah, but she describes, like, when oh, we just did her episode uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, and she describes, like, an elven lover. Like, if you're Lavellon trying to romance her, she says it's like a bag of chicken necks because of how scrawny elves are. <laughs>
3: Oh, okay. Uh, right. I, was, I was like, "Oh God, what are you referring to that?" The no, I,
2: yeah, the scrawniness. Like that's yeah. what she never looked at them because she loves Kunari women, apparently. Uh, and okay. I'm just imagining that for like Solus's pillow.
1: Ew.
3: <laughs> next.
1: Oh no, 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 no!
3: Just, just bones everywhere.
1: <laughs>
2: Not where it counts, I guess. But he breaks up a few. But anyway, (laughs) Dorian, Dorian gets gets to sleep with you and has a wonderful, wonderful romance. So first question, why Dorian? What drew you to him initially?
3: I think the main thing for me was just his personality. Um, I think I was romancing Cassandra... Yeah, Cassandra first. It's been a while. I'll be honest, it's been like a fair few years now since I played it, so I'm trying to remember all the characters properly. But yeah, so I was romancing Cassandra first, and then you just run into Dorian, and he gives you immediately that little like cheeky one-liner. If I can remember, I can't can't remember what she says, but I just know it's like very much like, oh, I was waiting for you to turn up or something like that. And I was just like, I like him. (laughs) Just like, okay, this guy's cheeky, and I like that. And, you know, I can't help but um, fall for those characters that are, and like, in some ways it's a bit narcissistic because I also kind of am that. So I guess I just find me in games and like (laughs) kind of get drawn to that. No,
1: I actually rewatched the Dorian romance last night just to kind of Mm. put a refresher and everything in it. And his first time that you meet him, he's caught by a rift and he is solo Mm. battling all of the dark spot that are pouring out of it. And he's got his green magic going and he is hitting people with his staff. Like the Dorian in my game couldn't do melee damage for shit. But the Dorian, no, and is of like
3: in that cutscene, he is he is just like kicking all kinds of ass, and then in the Wretch thing, he's like a little glass cannon, mm-hmm. and like I don't know how many times I heard the line, "I'm too pretty to die," because <laughs> he is just getting his ass handed to him. <laughs> but yes it was I do remember actually when I first walked in and saw him yeah you know like taking on the Darkspawn I still had no idea who he was and I remember like me and my wife were just like who the fuck's this guy and we thought like oh shit and because he kind of looks there's a little sinister side to him like in certain ways like he kind of looks a bit He looks like a default kind of villain, if you know what I mean. Like Mm -hmm. uh, the way he's presented and stuff. So I was like, Oh am I gonna have to fight this guy? And then yeah, he immediately like, Oh, I'm waiting for you, blah 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 and then he's he's all like he's he's all Dorian and at that point I was like Nah, you're cool.
1: I think the guy liner and the mustache yeah. lean heavily towards the "I might be evil" curling and twirling. Yeah, mustache. he's
3: got the he's got the twirly mustache, and um, yeah, it's just it's all it's all there to to make you think, ah, oh, bad guy. But no, lovely guy.
1: Still a naughty guy, not bad, just naughty. Best kind. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was rewatching it, I had forgotten because I I hadn't seen the Dorian video in a long time. But because everyone's like, oh, he's so cute and so sassy and flamboyant. Mm. And we love that. But then uh, for me, because I am the trauma baby, like, I love it. I see it. And then when he starts talking about his dad and that whole dynamic, I'm like, oh, I want to help you. Let me not, not to fix you, you know, like that sort of thing. I'm like instantly like bleeding heart for Dorian my character could not romance him but i was his best friend by the end and did that when that started to unwrap for you do you remember when you were like oh he's he's got hidden depths oh no (laughs) i'm falling for him
3: uh i think i was already very much on the dorian train when like his hidden depths came out and that obviously then just made me more sympathetic to him like i think at first you have that moment of just like oh he's really like funny he's he's cheeky he's naughty um this is this is this is good fun to be around with him. And then yeah, then you get that like vulnerability and that like backstory, you know, like, oh shit, this guy's been through some stuff. And part of his backstory, you know, like really resonated with me personally. Uh, and then I was just like, No, I I know how this guy feels. I need to like protect my sad wizard boy.
1: Hmm on have you replayed the game more than once or was it kind of just like a one-time run through inquisition
3: it was a one-time run through um because i'll be all right i'm gonna be totally honest i'm not the biggest fan of the game (laughs) like um in the sense like i don't like a lot of the mechanics that they went with and stuff for it a lot of it felt quite filler um I, I I have a strong opinion, which is like it would have been an amazing game had it just been like a visual novel, because um, like the story and the characters and like the side the 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 side quest, you know, when you actually just get through the narrative to to the narrative, were, are all great, and that's what carried me through it. But a lot of it, I I it was a little bit of a, a slog, and mm-hmm. um, I haven't felt compelled to play it again. And I feel like. There's no one really else I'd want to, like, romance. Um, Like, they're all cool characters, but, like, I ended up being just, like, friends with them all. Uh, Dorian was the only one that really, like... Cassandra, I was just kind of doing it because she was there, (laughs) and, like, the other characters hadn't, like, captivated me. Um, Like, Iron Bull, I like as a friend. I think he's too much or like to go further mm. like in 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 british terms he's a lad you could go have a real drink with and like probably end up in a fight <laughs> but like um there's there was nothing like compelling me towards him romantically But like so yeah i think if i played it again i'd probably just know a dorian and at that point i'm like well i i know that i know that romance yeah. so uh yeah so i haven't played it again to to do a long-winded answer to that question
1: no, but those are all very valid points, especially because it's like, there are gameplay aspects that make me not want to replay games, yeah. but even if the romance, the other romance options are there and they really want me to, like, I struggle to slog through dragon age origins multiple times, even Mm. though I want to experience a lot of those romances. Cause my first playthrough was Alistair and I love him, but Uh, he's also sweet baby boy. And that's (laughs) not necessarily who I, who I normally go for. So I really want to finish my, uh, Zevran romance because Mm. that little Latino elf is my kryptonite um but i just like i'm like origins you are so hard to play
3: (laughs) (laughs) ah see this is where it's different like i because i you know granted i've not played origins in like a decade but that was a game i sunk hundreds of hours into and i did multiple playthroughs i think i only ever actually finished it once because that is a huge game and it's there's so much to do and so much like to get lost in uh and it was still kind of the game design era of like if you haven't become powerful enough by a certain point you can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's there's certain fights that you can go into and you know all your saves are in this one area and then it's like oh was that you can't beat this boss. Guess you're restarting. <laughs> yeah. It's like fuck. Um,
1: I don't mind going back and grinding like yeah um, that's fine i'm a final fantasy yeah. player i know about the grind well, there you go. <laughs> but uh for me it's just the actual combat system with it being sort of turn-based sort of free form mm. and just like going through a lot of that stuff it
3: Fair it's I'd say that's, that's my jam like I, I grew up playing like a lot of like Knights of the Old republic and stuff which is all the same studio and um so i had that like oh yeah and i i I think as I I only completed Origins once and I think my romance there was like a really long-winded romance with uh, Liliana. Mm. Um, And the cutscenes were hilarious because I was a dwarf. (laughs) I was always just like this little head looking up at her in like the heaviest armor you can imagine so i was literally no neck just this head and this fugly dwarf and then you know there's like very ethereal beautiful like red-headed woman who's just like i love you and i'm like yeah that's great
1: <laughs> my fr- my I alistair romance was with
2: a dwarf too
3: <laughs> fantastic
2: like i remember jen way early on in our relationship of podcasting and friendship and she posted these pictures of her dwarf character and it's Mm -hmm. like the well the tattoo for one that got messed up across her forehead and then body body wise it's like the human arm no the human face and body but the arms and legs are just short so (laughs) so they look
1: so it's the other way around yeah so she has a dwarf (gasps) size head and chest and legs but the arms are human length so my arm the tip of my fingers go down like past my knees what it's it's amazing
2: (laughs) that game is great i know we're still supposed to talk about doran we always do this (laughs) Eh. (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's good, it's good to get
3: the context of like where the other like romances especially in like the same series have come from kind of thing
2: i know jen's trying to find that picture that i am i'm totally
3: (laughs) going i'm gonna find the
1: picture so you guys keep talking okay well the one question
2: that i had in my head because i can remember us talking about this is was dorian the first male romance you did in a video game that for you or
3: yes so it was when i um Part of the reason why Dorian is like my bae is because literally like around the time I romanced him was around the time I realized, well, I guess I accepted that I was bi. Because it's a weird thing to say I realized I was bi because like, you know, on reflection, I realized at a very young age. But because of the sort of time period I grew up in and the location I grew up in and the people around me who I grew up with, you know, it was very much like the attitude where I was was very much like, oh, it's okay to be gay so long as you're not kind of thing so you know there was this this affect of of um what you call it um tolerance and you know uh but 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 britain as a whole can be it and it still is a deeply homophobic country um and so yeah i i, I very much quashed those feelings and around oh god when was this we've been 2018 was when like I was like, oh no! Like these feelings I have are real; they're genuine, and you know, I, I need to. And I was going through like therapy for other things, and there was just a lot going on. Um, and just happened to be that whilst this was all happening in the background, I was playing Dragon Age because I'd always kind of uh, Inquisition because I, I started like a year or so before that and, and immediately kind of bounced off it. And I was like, no, nah, I remember, like, I like Dragon Age. I, I love Dragon Age Origins. I did not like Dragon Age 2, um, but I once try Inquisition. And so, you know, I, I sort of like powered myself through the, the initial bit that I really didn't like. Um, and then, as I say, like I happened been a Pondorian and it just coincided with like, it was kind of like a perfect alignment of like, I was, like coming like realizing and accepting my genuine like sexuality um and dorian gave me a sort of safe place to experiment with that um it allowed me to see like what even though you know obviously it's it's a video game it's all pre-scripted but it gave me that ability to flirt with a guy to like you know get into a relationship with a guy have sex with a guy even if it was a literature form, not real, it still allowed me to just see, like, how does this feel? And, yeah, it was, you know, so that that that's why I think Dorian has, like, that sort of special place in my heart and probably also why I wouldn't replay it to add on to that. It, you know, not outside of just the, there's parts of the game I don't like, I think it was a special time. <laughs> you know, it, it happened at, it was just, like, it happened at the right time, it happened to be the right place, and Dorian was the right person.
2: I agree with that. Like, I, I, I'm the same way, like, Dragon Age 2, I played it once, never again. Yeah. Origins, I played a ton of times, but I only had one playthrough that was, like, my canon mm-hmm. that I finished all the way, and that was my romance with Alistair. And at the time, when I romanced him, it was just, I was very similar to Alistair, and, like, I had never been with anybody, very young, naive, innocent, and I wanted that, like, romantic stuff. So same with that, it's like, I don't want to replay it necessarily because it won't have the same impact on me exactly the second yeah. time around. Yeah. Like it is that special moment in time. That's why I agree 1000% with the visual novel too. I kind of wish once you finish the game, you could unlock like a cutscene mm. playthrough type thing where it is like a visual novel where you just can go through it. Cause there's so many times I'm like, Oh gosh, I just want to get to this part and do that decision yeah. differently, but I don't want to have to play like 16 hours of dark spawn battling and stuff to get there. <laughs>
3: Yeah, because there's there's a lot of really cool set pieces and moments in that game. And yeah, it is a shame that it's kind of locked away behind pretty monotonous, you know, combat and and exploration that you kind of have to do in order to progress.
2: Yeah, and it's it's fun the first time, but then like second Mm -hmm. or third time. I mean, maybe if you've missed something, sure. But otherwise, I'm like, I don't want to run around the hinterlands right now. Like, I just (laughs) want to, you know, like, just get the skyhold. That's all I want to (laughs) do. Yeah, but... I don't know, so I feel that very much about the special playthrough. I don't think you necessarily need to have a ton of playthroughs. I wish there was, I guess now that it's hard, I keep saying like, oh, I wish we had more, but then now like Boulder's Gate just fell out of the sky and became like everything we could ever want.
3: But yeah, Boulder's Gate, as you said, giving us everything we want. And like, I guess talking about like, oh, replaying and stuff, like I'm at the very end of my first playthrough in Boulder's Gate and I immediately, once I've done it, wants to start again (laughs) it's crazy
2: it's going to be different like even though you have the hit same Mm -hmm. like plot points the amount of things you can change and experience differently makes it worth replaying in a way that even though you pick a a story like you can change your race with dragon age inquisition and stuff it doesn't really affect the plot that much it just affects maybe what someone might say to you one time in a passing comment or something or you might have an elf dialogue or kunari dialogue one time but like yeah i mean in Baldur's gate you've got like completely different ways to play the game like my sister is playing as a drow so Mm -hmm. she got to just walk right into the goblin camp in act one and everyone thought she was supposed to be there because she was a drow and i'm playing as a high elf bard so instead of that i was able to just like waltz right into the camp by like making the guy Put poop on his face. Yes, and like there's so many different things you can do, and then not to mention the dark urge playthrough, like
3: which is uh, that's what I'm doing next. Me too. So, this first playthrough, I just played as a as I played as Gale. I originally started as Will, and then I met Gale, and Gale's attitude and personality. I was kind of like, oh, he's a bit similar to me. I feel like I should play as him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's been great. Like I've had a great time. Uh, and then I was chatting to one of my friends and she was like, Oh Gail's such a dick. He's tried to mansplain magic to me and he's just been he keeps coming on to me even though I told him I'm not interested. And I'm like, Oh no, maybe maybe I should stop saying that Gail's <laughs> like me. <laughs> it doesn't sound good.
0: No.
2: Look, that was a glitch with him like coming over oh, really? they had they had yeah, they raised up his approval level required for his romance because oh. it like hadn't gotten messed up and was too low.
3: So like, he she was... said like she did not understand he kept being like oh i love you yeah. you know we've had all this time and yeah. she's like i've not spent any time with you
2: they, they have fixed that and then as oh, far as okay. him mansplaining magic he definitely does that but i guess we yeah. have to forgive him because he's a wizard like my sister also plays as a druid and i was hanging out with her um because yeah. she had restarted her game and when she met gail and she said like oh i can use magic too and he's like no offense, but have you studied magic like I have? Yeah, I mean
3: this is this is it. Like I said to her, like it makes sense because he's a wizard and they're arrogant assholes, and like especially him. I mean, he literally yeah. went and shagged the goddess of magic. Yeah, like <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. did see a funny, a funny post someone put on like Reddit about like, oh, I can't play as a wizard because Gail just kind of overshadows me. Like, <laughs> it's just like it doesn't matter how cool i am how much else i can do this guy was literally like in bed with my god yeah
2: (laughs) and he's got like this forbidden magic just like snuggled in his chest Mm -hmm. like i brought him with me when i faced Loroakin and the tower in boulder's gate like that other wizard who wants to find the night song and all that. And the two of yes. them have this, like, dick measuring contest. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, they kept being like, I'm better. Oh, but oh, he only wants to do that for self-serving memes. But I don't. And I'm just like, you it, guys are the same. It's like
3: playing as Gale at that point, without giving like, any spoilers away, because it's just, like, your options of what you can say is similar. You don't get to do that whole, like, catty fight. But you do get to just be like, oh, sorry, who are you? trying to see him. It's quite good um you're just like oh you you might you can't be that good a wizard because i've never heard of you
0: oh birds, it's good, stuff. It good stuff
3: but but yeah and like you know that the that playthrough i, I romance shadow heart and kind of exclusively and i think the next one i'm gonna try um what's her face um because oh, I sort of I drifted towards Carlac, but she seems like she's hard to romance. Like I've seen lots of people talk about the struggle to do that. And because I found her fairly late and like I was already quite in deep with Shadowheart, it just never worked out. So I was like, okay, next playthrough. I'll play Dark urge Hopefully that doesn't fuck everything up and I will like try and romance her.
2: It might for carlack I don't know. <laughs> it might make it harder. But I guess that's the other part about making it super replayable is like there's certain things that if you don't do at a specific time, it's kind of gone or not going to be the same. Which a lot of people I've talked to kind of, they find annoying, but I'm like, well, I don't find it annoying. It's
3: it's how I design games because it's just like uh, games I've worked on and stuff like... I'm always if if they are interactive, if they're branching, I'm always like, okay, how can you make it more replayable? But also, because there's a thing where like studios are concerned about investing time and money in missed content, and it's a genuine concern. Like you don't want to lock things away because you might have this really cool storyline or this really cool moment, but only five of percent your, of your players are going to see it. And you know, uh, let's say on your average game, people barely finish it, rather than even fewer people will play it again. So but what i kind of appreciate about you know all Skate is the fact that they did kind of apparently just go ah eh, sod it we don't care about that and they've put so much content into it um and a lot of it you know might never be seen or if it is it seemed like two percent of the players but i don't know it, it's so replayable that i think people will want to keep playing and just finding out well what does this do what does that do
1: yeah,
2: I think also in this day and age, like a lot of things I've seen shared on TikTok or mm. Instagram, like even if it in hindsight back in the day, it would have been missed content as in like no yeah. one caught it. But I feel like with all of that and like guides being so prevalent now all over the place, yeah. It's, even though maybe someone who was not looking at it might miss it, they'll then go back and see that. and be like, Oh, cool. And then replay it specifically to do that or something. At least that's how I do it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just look stuff up. I don't look it up for spoilers, but like for Baldur's
3: Gate specifically, I was like, "There's, I, there's a few things we had like, where the hell is this person?" Yeah, like, like, is, like I'm like, I look. The objective up. is find him.
2: Or <laughs> I usually just look up like order of operations, like what quest should I do to not oh, miss out on things? Yeah, fair enough. Cause, yeah, yeah. i like, I like with Karla, I wanted to romance her my first playthrough, which is the one I'm still on, and I got her so late that I didn't have yes. enough time to build up the approval that is required. Yeah. And um, but then at the party instead of her wanting me a wanted
3: me and i was like okay I feel like a Starion just wants you no matter what because he wanted me as well <laughs>
2: it, no apparently that's hard to do like he turned oh actually down no hang people... on he
3: didn't want me because he was talking about <laughs> sex and i was like you want to have sex with me and he was like oh no. no sorry i, like, I have oh, standards
2: well, <laughs> <is pretty> <laughs> oh, that's so great his romance is just so good all of them are so good that's i've never had this problem in a game before either where i'm like yeah this i, is want, to I kind of want to so romance many people. them. many yeah. yeah that's not normally me normally i'm a serial monogamist i'm like i see one person <laughs> in a game and they're my love for the end of time i can appreciate <laughs> the others but i don't want to romance them not here like i want to romance all of them
3: yeah that's it uh well and also it kind of harkens back to like the whole don't be afraid to show weird stuff i i saved scummed it because like i didn't want to like I, I i wanted to see the scenes for just to see like well how far are they gonna take this but it wasn't necessarily part of the narrative that i was doing that playthrough but like there's so many weird moments like the way i've kind of described it is act one is like whoa it's a grand adventure yeah let's do this adventure this is awesome saving teethlings killing goblins Woo, whatever act two is like oh shit's real like, this is sad and depressing and i'm very sad and depressed now and then act three is like right horny time let's just shag everything in sight like so many, like moments where you're just like you're walking to a room and then it's like oh hey do you want to do you want me to go down on you you're like sorry what where did this come from <laughs> um and, <D&D>. and, and, <laughs> yeah. and then it's, it's just die, like, and then a variety like. of different creatures, not even just like humanoids, are like, hey, odd stuff And you're like, I, okay, hang on, let me just quick save. All right, let's do this. Let's yep. see what Yep. <laughs> oh,
1: we German. both caressed the tentacle just to see oh, yeah. what yeah. it was nice. like. Yeah. I immediately I, I, that reloaded. Was one I
3: did reload, yes. <laughs> I was like, hmm.
2: I will not. I save scum all the time just because, specifically for this podcast, I'm like, okay, I just need to see it and then I'll reload immediately. Like, I had sex with Mizora the other day and uh, that was kind of frightening. And I actually was a little disappointed with my bitey boyfriend's reaction. I thought he would be like upset that I didn't ask beforehand, but he was just like, oh, am I interrupting? And then that was it. No other talk. And then some of the other people like break up with you.
3: Shadowhawk gives you like, doesn't give you she she's hilarious she's just like after that whole thing is just like oh why well now he's tasted the bat what other quality is out there he'll come back to me or something like that. she's just like what's like why would he be with you when he could be with me and i'm sick like, yeah fair she's so
2: cool with everything yeah
3: she's great How we long should long probably long? talk about dorian though yeah, yeah i know too. i was I like <laughs> Trying I'm to figure out'
2: Ben's face like, I know we need to bring it back to Dorian somehow, but like I'm having fun.
1: <laughs> so well, I mean, we kind of can bring it back with the fact that we're talking about like these little shocking moments that we were experiencing in Baldurs Gate. But yeah. the first time that you see Dorian naked, I was like, oh, hello, sir." And that one, that I mean, bum. yeah, it's gorgeous.) Like <laughs> Uh, there is something extremely appealing about just like the entire framework of that scene where I have seen so much fan art of it. I think that oh, yeah. it is so perfect in the moment where he is just standing there, buck ass naked. You've obviously just had a very fun time inquisiting him. And then... He, you know, his ass is just there and he looks over his shoulder at you. And I'm like, I don't have what you would appreciate, but I wish that I did.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it was definitely a moment where, because I think this, if I remember already, the scenes, or from what I believe, the scenes are different depending on who you're with. So I think that's a bespoke. Moment like that, like after you've slept with him, like that, that whole like oh walking around naked turns to you, that kind of thing, and I do remember just being like oh look to I was like oh look I'm Shagandorian and then you know it faded to black, not you don't hear or see or anything, and then suddenly it's just his ass and I was like yeah we did that then like
1: <laughs> uh, yeah because I think that's the f- I don't think that's the full like end of game culmination scene it's kind of mm. the their f- first interaction, I feel yeah. like. And yeah, yeah. with the other ones, we've realized that it's kind of left up to interpretation on whether or not they slept together in that right. first scene. Huh. Because V thinks that Blackwall and Inky didn't sleep together in their first frantic bedroom time together. And with Cassandra, it doesn't look like you guys sleep together in the first time. Sarah, I think you do sleep with her. Um, but and then with Bull, you definitely sleep with him that first time. Um, yeah. So, but with Dorian, it's very obvious that you guys have a lot of really good, happy, fun sex.
3: Well, I mean, it makes sense though, because right? like, well, for his character, like he's this very outgoing, gay, fun-loving guy, and he's like, why wouldn't you have sex if you've if you've gone back to bed with each other? Like, that's the obvious thing to do. Like, it doesn't make sense to not have sex.
2: I think (sighs) that's a credit to him as a character. It's like, he, you know, talks about how homophobic Venture Imperium is. Mm. And he's still, he's like, nope, I'm proud. Love who I am. I'm not going to change. That's awesome to have that example for people.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, there is a thing to be said for... When you have a gay or any kind of queer character first, when you have a queer character, you kind of want to avoid their story just being trauma. And obviously his is, and his is because of his uh, sexuality. But I feel like for when the game came out and the kind of character he is, I feel like it made sense and it doesn't. It doesn't make you go like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's just another gay trauma story. Um, it, it, There's something very powerful about his story. Um, maybe because, like, the way they couch gay conversion therapy into his story, essentially, which I thought was very clever how they did that. Um, and, yeah, so I think, yeah, where am I going with this? He 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 came about at the right time, if you know what I mean. Like, and it's not, he's not a wreck because of his past trauma. I think that's where a lot of, a lot of other media goes wrong. Like everyone who comes out from this kind of trauma is just like a, a, a crying mess or they're an absolute, like, you know, they can't live with themselves and blah, blah, blah. And, and like, what I think about Dorian is he's a very strong character for like, no, you, you move on. In a way, you turn it into a strength and you get stronger because of it. You, you can't let it like dictate who you are. And as you said, like he's very proud of himself and he's he knows who he is. He knows what he wants. And again, it goes back to like, why wouldn't you have sex if you go back to bed together? That's obviously what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I also like the fact that they have, <clears throat> if they had put every queer character in the same boat of like, oh, there's trauma related to yeah. my sexuality, then that would be problematic. But Iron Bull, freely, openly, yep. whatever he, he is going on. And then with Sarah, her lesbianism only comes up as part of the romance. It's not yeah, yeah. like a, she's got no trauma related around it. She's never really been discriminated for liking women. But yeah. with Dorian, it just fits and enriches his character. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't hurt him.
2: That's, I was just thinking that I was like, well, one big thing with Dorian that like he's able to be like, I guess like we should say this. He is very privileged where he's from. He's from mm-hmm. a really well-off family, um, which allows him to kind of shirk the norm. But it also is why he has the trauma to begin with, if that yeah. makes sense. Like he so it's, it's not trauma because he's gay. It's trauma because he is the son of a magistrate. Mm-hmm. A yeah. Magister in the Tevinter Imperium and he's they're, they basically just inbreed to try and make the perfect mage and he isn't able to do that so that's really where the problem is not that yeah. like I hate you because you're gay it's I hate you because you can't give me an heir yeah. and I think that's like a good differentiation and the, the fact that he's strong and, and he is flamboyant in a way it's not in a stereotypical way to me though because it's like it makes sense with his story why he behaves that way because he just is like i will not fit your mold yeah. rather than like i'm just the sassy gay friend you know
3: yeah he has yeah, moments I mean, it's funny because like he i when i first like you know i was playing it i didn't at the very know because i can't remember when he tells you he is interested in men but i remember not realizing he was gay even like to you know he's he is boy, and then he is very cocky but like I don't know, I didn't pick up on, until he makes it very clear, I, I just thought he was like this fun guy. Um, but I guess that's also because I'm pretty flamboyant, and not, not exactly straight, so maybe that's why I didn't pick up on like, oh, he must be, you know, at least bi or something.
1: Trying to think if I had external influence when I played it to know if I knew Dorian was gay right away. But I think I must have heard about him before I played it. Because I was like, oh, yeah, that's that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't know
2: if I realized either. I'm trying to think back. Because like, you can flirt with him for quite a long time as a female mm-hmm. Inquisitor before he finally is like, you know, exactly uh, okay. can't go anywhere, right? And I flirted with him. But the way you flirt with him, even though it's marked as like with a heart, just like any of the other flirt options, mm-hmm. the way he bantered back, i guess is when i first got my clue that i was like oh i think i think he's kind of gay because like it felt really fun and i've had a ton of gay friends that are men that we've done that and it's just such a natural dynamic to fall into like so for me i was like oh okay i don't i don't actually think i can romance him but then like simultaneously we had i we just did cassandra's episode last night and Mm -hmm. I found quite a lot of stories of lesbian women who were really disappointed to find out she was not available to them because you can also flirt with Cassandra. And she basically is like, we can never be a thing because you're a woman. Like she really spells it out. Whereas Dorian is just like, girl, no, I don't like you. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So like, it feels really different. They were very upset and disappointed where I don't know if they were to find out that he was gay you know like a like me a straight person straightish <laughs> like yeah. to, I, I identify as demi but like i've only been with men so um i didn't really think i was going to be with him once i felt that same energy i was like oh i think this is just for fun i don't think this is actually going anywhere so i wasn't disappointed when i found out he wasn't romanceable yeah. i don't really know where i'm going with that either i just like they no, both-
3: it's, it's, it's an interesting point because like i think the fact you can flirt with him as a woman is interesting like they don't they don't code it in the sense of like okay he's a gay man so the women shouldn't flirt with him like that I I, I was unaware of that I think that's really cool and I like the fact that it's ambiguous <laughs> like he just flirts back with you Um, I think that's really interesting and fun and funny uh, and totally within keeping you know I think Dorian is the kind of character where like having a woman in front of him is funny for him and Mm -hmm. he and it's fun and he just wants to like see where it goes but uh, and then ultimately if you keep doing he's like okay look i don't know how i haven't picked up on this but i'm very gay yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm not interested in you
2: if you're male inquisitor and you've been flirting with him like he will just without prompting say something like there's like a uh, when you want to not like an actual cut scene dialogue being you know, just one mm. of those conversations yeah. where he'll start off being like you know I just love seeing you running around talking to everyone like they should be coming to you but I'm not going to complain because you're so strapping like he'll say stuff like that <laughs> unprompted yeah. which to me is like the signal like you don't get yeah. that as female inquisitor so yeah that, yeah I mean I you would know like, that if you're playing female I remember like.
3: flirting with him and just being like oh this is it and I think I flirted with him initially because, well, one, you know, I was attracted to him, but also because, as you say, it was fun. Like, he is a fun flirt. And, like, the lines he says back to you are funny. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then it just progresses from there. So I think, um, yeah, that's... And then, yes, I definitely, like, his bark lines, like, the whole, like, oh, I like to see because he was so strapping, um, definitely, you know, endear you more because um, you're like, oh, Dorian. <laughs>
1: So, uh, one of my favorite, cause with my female Inquisitor, uh, we definitely flirted and I felt that it was the fun bantery type of flirt that wasn't going anywhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. but once we've exhausted all those dialogues, um every time that i went to go see him now it was whenever i left he would say i hate to see you go but i love watching you walk away and <laughs> then i call him a tease and he goes yes but you love it darling and i'm like all right yep
3: yeah yeah you got me there yep. <laughs> yes, I <do> love it. <laughs> and that's
2: i mean like i don't know at least for me like that's that's a perfect encapsulation of like the best friend dynamic between like straight woman and a gay man. Like Mm -hmm. at least in my experience, that is how it goes. And I love that they've included that. Although, like I said, I never felt like it was misleading for Dorian because it just felt like she said the fun way whereas cassandra when you flirt with her for a long time she'll kind of just shut it down be like no we have to be serious this is the inquisition and like just stop it you know and and then the cutscene where she's like um i think you've been flirting with me unless it's my imagination starts off the same whether it's male or female and then if it's male like she'll be like i want to be courted and it's super cute but if it's female she's like we can't we can't do this like you're the inquisitor we have this whole thing going on and also you're a woman so it so it's a no for me dog and she'll leave you know
3: <laughs> but I, I love the idea of Cassandra being like it's a no for me dog love
2: yeah she just really summarily like says no thank you and
3: see i felt I, a bit bad because I do remember like I float her, I think I kept floating with her again I wasn't like super attracted to her or anything I get like the cast of that game didn't really... It's not like Baldur's Gate where I like, want to see all of them. Uh, I think I was doing it because it annoyed her. <laughs> yeah, you said like, when you flirt with her, she's like, no, shut up, we're busy. And I was like... So, you can see why like I identify with Dorian a bit, right? Because <laughs> it was just like, ah, I found a button I can push. Let me just keep pushing this button. And then, yeah, she's like, okay, I want to be courted. And then I was like, yeah, but I've got him now. <laughs> I'm Sorry. Like... <laughs> you're you're boring.
2: Yeah. Oh no. Did you have to turn her down?
3: Yeah. So, oh. you know, for for all your uh lesbian friends who were deeply disappointed by her rejection, they can take solace in the fact that I got her to that point and then was like, nah. <laughs>
2: you can be properly courted, but not by me.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: I will say that the Cassandra scene is now like one of my favorites just because i love like her scene it's not sex at all i mean mm-hmm. they end up having sex but uh they do the pas doble. they do like this mm. battley banter back and forth but it's romantic they read poetry lines together but they like stalk each other across this glade and it's like they're reading sex lines to each other talking about the flesh in their mouths and it's beautiful so i'd say youtube it watch it be be happy with cassandra
3: fair enough i mean thorin and i shagged so yeah we didn't have to like go around a glade shouting poetry at each other
2: I know yeah, I can appreciate that's how i I feel like I am a romantic and like I can appreciate her scene, but I'm like if I imagine myself in that scene if someone if if a man like came up at me behind a tree and started saying poetry at me, I would punch <laughs> him in the throat, I'd be like, what are you doing? like I could never take it seriously so I'm fortunate because
3: that that does sound you know really funny I mean there's definitely an element of like. You know, if you look back at like how people courted you know a few hundred years ago, like in the Regency era, so like Pride and Prejudice era and stuff, like the little silly dances they would do where they couldn't even have body contact, they had to put a bloody handkerchief in between each other's hands and you know do these little turns and spins, and it's all just so dumb, and I appreciate that like Cassandra has that, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like she has that element to her of like that kind of stricter upbringing and, and stricter uh, conservative side. Couldn't makes sense for her character. It would, it, again, it would make no sense for Dorian to be like that or, or Iron Bull. Um, so I can appreciate that they had that, ki- that kind of um, hearkening back to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He comments on it so much like where he's like I love coming down to the south because you guys are so quaint and like talk, he, they always make it sound like the Tevinter Imperium is so cultured and advanced compared to the south of Thetis and um maybe they're also very free sexually and so it's, it makes more sense for him that way too because he doesn't have to court anyone, you know?
3: Yeah. Well, I know it's like the Quinari, you know, they don't do that either. They just you know, they have, like, their gyms where you're either going to be working out or getting a massage or both or shagging. Like, they have their whole, like, kunari orgies, and it's just like, alright. <laughs> Keeps being simple, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sex
1: is just another form of working out.
3: I'm exactly, here. yeah. I'm well, here for it's that. It's like Garrus in, in Mass Effect. Yep. Uh, they have the exact same kind of principle with that, with that species of just, like, yeah, we just which is spark spark. It's combat, I guess.
1: <laughs> we were sparring and then wanted to test the reach and flexibility in the ring and then tested our reach and flexibility in the bedroom.
3: With mm-hmm. that oh. weird chitinous insect form. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chafing.
3: <laughs> oh. well, like, I imagine like crickets just chirping. <laughs> hey...
2: Yeah, I happen to have that same one right behind my computer right now. I do love Garrus, but yeah. The thought of him being like a cricket really turns me off. I,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see... I oh, got these... Oh, God, I'm just looking at all of your figurines. They're great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, She's I can't, like... I'm a... I oh, can't think of how else to think of the... Um... Oh, what, what's Garrus' species that's completely gone from my head?
1: Turian.
3: Turian. Turian, yeah. I can't think of the Turians in any other way. They are literal insects.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... I... <laughs> I
2: used to think of them as like velociraptors, but they they specifically say they have like titan.
3: Yeah, they say so... I swear in their data they say insectoid. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that's a mismemory. Like...
1: They're all over the place. Some people call them space chickens. Some people call mm-hmm. them lizards, <laughs> or they're like avian adjacent because they have the beaks oh, and the
3: back and the back yeah. like
1: and they okay. lay eggs, so they say this, they like lay a... eggs yeah
3: yeah that
2: well Pen. so they give they have the way that i have seen it because it's not like they've ever really gone into too much detail Is like no. in in the mother they have like a yolk instead of a um placenta okay. and it's like an encapsulated egg in their body and i don't think they actually lay the egg maybe the they hatch internally and come out but like they specifically say they have yolks rather than placenta and I don't understand how that works without having an egg come out of a body.
3: Yeah. You know? well, but I don't know. It's yeah, space magic. Like a yolk is just like the thing that's inside the egg, right? Like Yeah, that feeds it, the so fetus, like, basically. It's the placenta.
2: Yeah,
3: like Is it just called yolk because it's external and like the placenta I, I would be know. internal?
2: I have no idea. That <laughs> Gen- is- <laughs> it's like
3: what? That's, there's, I mean- so much, there's so much lore to unpack here in this <laughs> weird, weird...
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think the Bioware even knows. Like They were like, no. we didn't expect you guys to want to know this. And we reply, why did you not expect that? You've made a and romanceable. Obviously, everyone wants to know how reproduction works. It's not compatible, yeah. obviously, with humans. <laughs> but I'm still, yeah, inquiring um, minds.
3: Weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I honestly don't know. But I remember reading that somewhere. And I don't even know if that was like
1: i think that's fan yeah no that sounds like fan well i remember content. reading
2: it like on a site that was like the wiki or something so it was like presented alongside very official things and i was like where did they get this yeah. where is this coming from so i don't know we can someone can fact check that for me some, some I, mind. yeah i don't know i remember reading that and being like how does that make sense well,
3: what if egg the inside
2: what if pregnant egg
3: <laughs> pregnant egg oh
2: <laughs>
3: yeah well so dorian Yeah. I was gonna say, do, you
2: have any, do you have any final thoughts about dorian
3: uh i'd say he's bae i don't know um yeah i i think for me you know dorian as i said came about at just the right time for me to um experiment with my own sexuality etc um and I think it really highlighted to me how, because like, so I guess like romance in, in novels and stuff, and, and especially if they're um, written in the second person, so you are the character, you know, that, that is powerful. And that's, there's a reason why smut and romance literature, et cetera, is, is so popular and why it makes so much money because people want to, I mean, sometimes it's just for the porn, but, other times it's because they want to have that kind of connection with a character. They want to live that life's escapism, like all, you know, stories and literature. I feel like games are in a much better suited place to allow people to express themselves, to, uh, to, to understand um, more about themselves. Um, because, you know, the whole point of a game is you are put into the game. You are. That avatar usually you know sometimes a lot of games you're not for example but in games like dragon age etc these rpgs it's expected that you are the person even if they look nothing like you and they're a different species it's you so i think you know there's there's been a problem with games in the past where sex is just gratuitous it's it's kind of they do it in the same way as a movie would and you know where it's just like oh we'll just throw some tits on the screen And that'll keep like the male gamers happy. And I think, you know, with Dragon Age and, uh, Mass Effect, like the, basically the early Bioware games, they kind of, I think, understood more than others that, no, you can have an actual romance. You can tell a romantic story inside this bigger action adventure, inside this space opera, uh, or inside this fantasy opera, (laughs) just operas. (laughs) It's all just drama and yeah and i think dorian really highlighted that to me and i kind of have always taken that with me of like if any like i've written a lot of romance now in games and i think a big part of that is because of like dorian's influence on me and really understanding that no these are actual like tools that you can use to help people um you know um as i say like if you're watching a film you don't identify as the main protagonist and like sex in films is usually because they want tits on the screen mm-hmm. um or you get to see a famous male actor's dong like there's there's i i get really tired of sex scenes in films because it got. like tv shows might be a bit different because you get a lot more character development there you get a lot more ability to like live vicariously through the characters um but video games i think are unmatched when it comes to that um power and and uh, of of self-expression from the player especially if it's like a branching narrative or a narrative that allows the player to at least talk or let their feelings known Uh, and yeah and as i say i think dorian was the one that really like opened my eyes to that as to like what's possible and like what the therapeutic benefits of that are to the players
2: Perfection. I yep. agree. I love it. All of our same thoughts, obviously. <laughs> like you're just saying, preaching to the um, choir at this point, I guess, with us. But I hope it changes someone's mind about because there's still so many people who are like, romance and games is dumb, or I wish it wasn't there. And yeah. I, I think that is dumb personally. But um, I did think of one more thing. So I, I forgot that the ending for Dorian's romance isn't exactly what everyone likes after the trespasser no. DLC. So, if you as a romance writer could have changed their story, would you have given them like a happily ever after, like they've moved to a little countryside cottage, or at least not sneaking around visiting each other every couple years like they I got? Think,
3: I think I wouldn't have changed it. At least not the player and Dorian. What I would have changed is Dorian running off of Iron Bull. Because, like, if you don't romance Dorian, he and Iron Bull get married if i remember correctly or at least they get together and they go back to dorian's homeland together and that felt a bit like oh (laughs) like i i still got it like okay i get that dorian can't be with me because i am the inquisitor but like come on and i i also i don't like him and iron Balls relationship i think i talked to you about this when we first um talked but like Dorian gets very cowed by Iron Bull and Iron Bull is quite disrespectful of Dorian and his feelings it's because of Iron Ball And he's just like, he's like, Oh, basically he's like, Oh, I shagged this guy so hard that, you know, he, his pants flew onto the ceiling or he like nearly burnt everything down because of Fireball. And like Dorian gets really embarrassed by that. And I was like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like that Dorian changes so much when he's with Iron Ball. He doesn't, he's not the Dorian that, you know, and also iron bull is, is not a good partner by the sounds of it. So I think, yeah, I would have, I would change that. I, I basically would change him and iron Ball's relationship. I would, I would make it maybe a little bit more equal. Um, and I would also make it that, you know, I'm fine with people not having a happy ever after. Like, you know, that is more true to life anyway, um, for a lot of people. Um, I feel like, that sounds kind of tragic, but Dorian shouldn't get happy ever after with either you or Iron Ball. You know, if you're going to go down that route, make it equal. Um, because the reasons why he doesn't go with you are fair. And I think, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'd have to say on that. I, just, I would just make it so it's not happy either way. Because then you also feel a bit like a dick. You're like, well, so Dorian's miserable because I went with him, but if i just left him to go with Iron Bull, he'd be fine. You know? That doesn't feel good.
2: <laughs> yeah. I didn't even consider that. I, f- I had forgotten that him and Iron Bull get together if you don't romance either of them, which definitely happened should, in my playthrough, and I forgot all about it.
3: To, you can listen to all their, like, bark lines where they're talking about romance. You should listen to that. I think you'll... Because I did. I listened to them all in one run and on, like, a YouTube video, and it makes you go, like, oh, I don't like it. It, it feels gross. Uh-huh. It kind of tarnished both dorian and iron bull for me a bit which is unfortunate because they're like my two favorite characters
0: yeah
2: i'm definitely gonna watch that yeah i've done either of their episodes yet so i'll bring we'll bring it up for sure
1: okay yeah because that definitely will put a different spin on things because i i romanced iron bull so i didn't get the him and dorian lines together so i haven't heard any of that stuff really so it'll definitely bring a different light to things um, and yeah. good for it's,
3: research it's meant to be funny it's meant to make you laugh mm-hmm. um, But and like maybe the first couple when it's a bit like ah oh, that's fine do but I just remember after like when they get a bit more serious and like I, the way Iron Bull carries on and like the way Dorian seems to stop being so fun loving and like cheeky himself it kind of just makes you a bit like that doesn't feel right
1: <laughs> all right listen to those for sure oh, okay but I do think that uh we've had an amazing conversation so far this will probably have to go out as its whole own episode instead of just an (laughs) interview attached to the end but it's us it (laughs) kind of expected it to happen so it's all good (laughs) before we completely wrap everything up for the day uh is there anything that you want to shout out or plug what do you got going on
3: oh uh cranky um So I'm currently freelance, so I've been working on a number of things, but a bunch of them are unannounced. So that doesn't help. Um, But I will, I guess I'll give a little plug and a shout out to the last game I worked on, uh, did some writing for, um, which was announced and is pretty viral on TikTok, which is, I don't know, maybe you've heard of it, uh, Cabernet.
0: Hmm.
3: It's a. Vampire. I think I saw something on
2: TikTok about that. Yeah. There
3: you go. Yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, they took off on TikTok. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a uh, vampire uh, side-scrolling action game uh, where you play a recently uh, turned vampire. Um, and yeah, they are uh, uh, senior and Laura, uh, who, who who made it, who are part of the studio, wonderful people. It's a really. It is, it's it's going to be a really fun game. I know, like what happens in it, and I think you know the it's another one of those ones where your choices are really gonna matter um and like genuinely so so it's got a lot of replayability to it um you get to do all kinds of like cool vampire shit uh and there's romance so you know there you go what else do you need all right (laughs) and if you play it, you'll you'll read some of my words and and meet some of the characters that i wrote so there you are
1: Great. I'll put it on the list. Uh, Side scrollers are definitely fun. Uh, a little bit of a throwback on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. But vampires. So that is right up my alley. So take a look at it.
2: All right. Man, Sweet. Any plans yeah. to bring it to Switch? It's only on PC. Uh, I hope so. Well, I know
0: that. I, break, the wrong break,
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. I need to get. I used to have a gaming PC and then it broke in a move. So.
3: I haven't had another one, but uh, I mean, play, it I doesn't require that much. But, but yeah, yeah. this is um, true. Also, but yeah, it's very pretty. Um, I love yeah, that well. and when it comes to like, the switch, I've got so many friends who like want to get their games on switch, but like it's such a bullet to get through like Nintendo's the whole process. And I don't understand, therefore, how the Switch e-store is filled with, like, scummy scam games.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, like, I went on the store the other day, and it was, like, um, fucking, um, submersible simulator. (laughs) It was literally the Titan, the Ocean Titan, or whatever, was submersible. I'm not even kidding. It was the exact... It was that. Oh, gosh. And you were diving Titanic. That seems Um, too soon for that. Yes. Um...
1: There's that, and but then there's also, like, uh, there's hentai games on there.
3: Oh, there's loads of hentai games on, on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean...
2: I thought Nintendo didn't allow nudity.
3: Yeah. Well, it's, it's not... From what I can tell, I've never, like, bought one, but, like, I've looked at the screenshots. It doesn't seem to be full nudity. It's, like, puzzles where you'll get a, a girl in a swimsuit by the end of it. Uh, that mm. kind of stuff. Uh, I don't think it's, like... You know, the stuff you get on Steam or um originally um Itchio. But like, yeah, it's 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 weird. Um but there's but there's but there's also like one that was like a Last of Us ripoff, which is literally a broken game. Uh. Uh, you like I you can't complete it. It doesn't work. And yeah, that's on there. And this Titanic, like submersible game, which is hilarious just because like the Titanic is also just a complete ship like it's like how it looked before it sank uh and it also is in like two feet of water because it's like they've got reefs and everything around it <laughs> and i'm just like this is so offensive on so many levels like oh. how the fuck is this on the store <sighs> and yeah, i got mates who are making like genuinely great games and stuff who who have been waiting months to hear back on whether or not they can you know put their game on there
1: this is annoying i didn't know of that mm-hmm nintendo get your shit together yeah get your shit put it in a bag get it together
3: (laughs) get all your shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a visual i didn't need and so i think we'll end it on here ben thank you so much for coming back on the show love and appreciate everything yay
3: sweet yeah it's been great chatting to you again and uh hope to do it another time
1: (laughs) yeah for sure
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price
1: Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, Now, as per usual, we didn't plan a mid-break for this episode because we didn't think that it was going to be an hour-long episode. So here we are at the end of the show recording our thank yous to everybody. And yeah, so thank you so much for those of you leaving comments on Spotify. And I notice that our number keeps ticking up higher and higher getting more and more of those uh, ratings on Spotify. And that is so appreciated. Anything that we can do to get our names out there. um, Anybody who likes comments, shares the pod, you are helping these two girls out more than you possibly know. So thank you. And of course, a huge shout out, major loves all the hearts to our lovely, lovely patrons, Toasty and Apollo Becky and Daddy Bat Knight, Wynn, Mistyos, Mackenzie, and Muffiny Cake. All the love. Thank you, now and forever,
2: as usual. And also, thank you, Ben, again for coming on our
1: show again. (laughs) Yes. It was
2: so much fun.
1: All right. So I think that's everything for tonight. We hope that you enjoyed the interview and as always, like, oh, what's up? Sorry. I just realized I wanted to
2: add um, Ben did email us a link to the talk he mentions in the episode. It hadn't happened yet when we talked to him, but it has since happened and it was recorded. So I can put the link in the description. So if you guys wanted to check it out. You can listen to Ben's reasoning as to why games should not fade to black.
1: Obviously, we're going to agree with it. So, (laughs) oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And I need to go and listen to it, too. I'm excited for it. All right. And if you like what you're hearing, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes or on Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can now find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host, Hostie where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. And of course, in our Two Girls, One Ship channel on the Robots Radio Discord. And come give us a follow on all the social medias and on patreon.com slash twogirlsoneship. Our theme music was composed by the ever-talented Pipeman Studios, and our artwork was designed by the esteemed Let's Not. Links are in the description. I am on the Robots Radio
2: Discord as well and on our own Two Girls One Ship Discord server where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live streams on Twitch Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And this Friday, what is that? The first Friday in December? December... I don't know. Whatever date that is, that's when we're talking about Dorian. So if you guys wanted to see us actually talk about Dorian live check out twitch on friday our podcast friday. episodes release oh, what do you know what date it is i don't it's have my the phone first it's december 1st
0: yeah
2: okay december 1st everyone um and our podcast episodes the audio of them release on mondays because you need at least one good
1: thing on a monday so thanks for listening and remember
2: beauty is an eye of the controller I'm your host, Maverick Stone. It's me, Gingerino42. I'm Roman.
1: Hey, this is Sassy Lady. And I'm Jaxus. And we, we are the Fallout Roundtable. Join us as we explore various topics from the Fallout universe brought from multiple perspectives. We can be found on your favorite podcatchers from Spotify to iTunes. Or follow us on Twitter at FalloutRTB or our email FalloutRTB at gmail.com. Be sure to rate, follow, and subscribe. Thank you.